Yo, yo, yo. What's up, everybody? This is your boy, Isaac. And this is your boy, Bryce. And we are Brothers on Tennis. And folks, it's time to round out 2021. Bryce, I know we have been doing this for a little bit, but I'm always excited for this little award show that we have. (laughs) It's always so much fun, bro. What are your thoughts and uh, just kind of overall, how are you feeling about 2021? Well, you know, I agree with you. I mean, this is probably one of my favorite episodes to record all year because I think it's it's one of the few episodes where we really get to interject like what our thoughts are, what our opinions are, who we thought really did things throughout the year. So um, I really enjoy this show. And it's so funny because, you know, to the listeners, what we do is, you know, we have our standard categories and we'll kind of go over what those are in a few minutes. But, you know, we individually make our selections for what players we think should win what awards. And as always, when Isaac and I come back together, probably 80 percent of, of the, the, the nominees or the, the winners that we decide to select, we've got the same people. Exactly. We've got the exact <laughs> same people. So that just shows we're on the same wavelength or what we're saying is really the truth. Well, it might be a little bit of both, right? <laughs> Y'all better listen up. Come on now. Come on. Listen up, folks. Man, in 2021, Bryce was just a it was a it was a wild year. I mean, coming out of the pandemic last year, which of mm-hmm. course we're still in the midst of the pandemic, of course. But you know, I think that right. the both tours did a good job of coming together, trying to have a decent calendar of events. I don't think that there were that many events that got canceled. So we pretty much had tennis, you know, uh, right. week in and week out, which may, just made for a wonderful, wonderful year. I, I you know, I, I I feel I feel pretty fulfilled at this point i have to say yeah and you know i'll maybe even take it a step further it made it kind of a long year because in addition to us trying to have tournaments when they were regularly scheduled we had kind of like makeup dates and tournaments that were at times that they aren't typically during the calendar season so um i think we were feeling i mean if we're just being honest a little burnout there at the end with all the tennis that was going <laughs> on. By the time we were getting around to the team competitions to the end, I was like, Russia, just come on and take this stuff <laughs> so we can be done with it and go about our business, you know? Right. And you have to imagine what do the players feel like? Because, you know, they're just getting a couple of weeks off and, you know, they have to start preparing for the start of the season themselves. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they've got to try and fit in their little training blocks. And and uh, I know that that has to be really, really difficult. And I've, of course, always made the statement, I feel like tennis, the season is just a bit too long. As much as I love tennis and appreciate being mm-hmm. able to get tennis every, you know, month of the year, I still feel like it's a bit much. And uh, like I said, I feel like football has it right. They, they, they have a, a short enough calendar that you know you just you you when it's when it's not happening you're really really excited for it to come back um so i i appreciate that calendar a bit but again i'm not going to complain tennis is tennis is awesome so right (laughs) 
<laughs> exactly. And it feels like we're back a little bit. So, well, let's let's not delay this episode too much. Let's get on to the awards. Right. And as a reminder, we'll start off by uh, letting you know what are the typical categories for the Brothers on Tennis Annual Awards. So, of course, we have the obvious Player of the Year Award. Uh, and all of these awards that I'm getting ready or all these categories I'm getting ready to uh, name have both a winner on the ATP and the WTA side. So we have player of the year. Right. We have newcomer of the year. We have breakout performance. We have the upset of the year. We have one of our favorite ones here, the Mr. and Mrs. Petty <laughs> Award, self-explanatory. <laughs> and then we have another one of our favorites, the No You Didn't Award. Uh, and it's always fun uh, trying to figure out who's going to get those last two. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Those are always right. fun. <laughs> so, Isaac, let's get it kicked off. Let's let's start off with the biggie. Let's start off with Player of the Year. I don't think anybody's going to be surprised with the people that we've selected as the Player of the Year. So get us going. Who was the Women's Player of the Year from the Brothers on Tennis perspective? Yeah, so the winner of that award, of course, goes to Ash Barty. Mm -hmm. um, Ash had an outstanding year. I mean, she came out after, you know, not playing much, if at all, in 2020 and still holding the number one ranking. You had a lot of people who were, were you know, giving her a little bit of shade and side eye and mm -hmm. uh, basically like, wait a minute, how are you number one and Naomi Osaka done one back to back uh, <laughs> Grand Slams, right? right? <laughs> and uh, Ash right. Barty was like, now, wait a minute, children. Wait a minute. <laughs> I will show you why I have this number one behind my name. And she came out and mm -hmm. she just started really putting things, putting things on them, putting them on them. And uh, it all culminated at Wimbledon. She got the Grand Slam that she's always wanted. Um, of course, we were shocked right. when she won the French Open as her first Grand Slam, but we knew that. So was yeah, she. so was she exactly. Everybody was shocked. She was shy. Everybody, <laughs> but <laughs> but we knew that that Wimbledon was what was what she had on her radar, and she got it done. She went up in there and she got it done. Pressure and all. Um, and won that Grand Slam and, again, didn't even have to play the year-ending championships to maintain her number one status. So, boom, boom, Ash Barty, player of the year. Anything you want to add on that one, brother? No, I think you, you have summarized it well. I mean, there was even a little chatter there. You know, you talked about when she came back and she was having very strong results. Um, but because she was not able to go back home, she just kept playing. And there was talk that right. she might have been playing a little too much. And I think we may have seen that show up at the French Open with that arm or elbow or whatever. She, she, I think she yes, had a little injury right. there. Um, and just because you couldn't go back home didn't mean that you had to play every week. You, you could have, you know, taken some weeks off there. But at the end of the day, you know, it's easy to go back and nitpick. But she... She did what she needed to do. She ended the year number one. She, like you said, she picked up the major that she's always wanted. Uh, and she won four tournaments. I mean, she won a major. She won two 1,000 
level tournament, mm-hmm. um, Miami and yes. uh, Cincinnati. And she also won a 500 right. uh, level tournament. So almost anybody would take that year. And um, so shout out to you, Ash oh, Party. Yeah. Wonderful year. Um, way to come back and to reestablish yourself. Truly well deserved. That's right. Show them what's up. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, Bryce, on the men's side, I'll, I'll throw it over to you. Who is our player of the year on the men's side? Well, any year that you have a player that wins three of the four majors, uh, it's hmm. pretty obvious. <laughs> <laughs> Probably a lot, right? Yeah. <laughs> we would really be causing some news if we were like, Player of the year is, um, but no, Novak Djokovic. I mean, you know, no matter how you may or may not feel about the guy, when he gets on the court, he absolutely does the thing. And he, uh, you know, took the Australian, he took the French, he took Wimbledon. And really, eyes were on him not only for potentially winning the Grand Slam this year, because it was an Olympic year. Eyes were on him to win the Golden Slam, which had only been done previously by Steffi Graf in 1988. So, you know, um, you know, he came up a little short there at the Olympics. And I, I think maybe even that loss may have carried over a little bit to the U.S. Open. So although he didn't get the distinction of getting right. either one of those um, career type slams, he did still end up being player of the year. He came back and had a very strong uh, end of the year and strong enough to clinch the year ending number one ranking, which he has done now for a record breaking seven times. So uh, props to you, Novak Djokovic, you know, you, you went out there, you did what needed to be done. And really there was no argument from, I think our perspective of who deserved this reward more. Absolutely. Yeah. And the only thing that I I will add, to be honest with you, and I know that, you know, again, it's simple. He won three Grand Slams. He should be uh, the player of the year. But at the same time, the one thing that really stands out about this particular year for him is the fact that he was able to actually go into the French Open, play Rafael Nadal and beat Rafael Nadal as huge yeah that that to me even if he had not won Wimbledon or it honestly even if he had one I mean that in itself to me is just such a defining moment to be able to be the absolute king mm-hmm. of clay and take that title um that no one else has been able to do um that to me is just was that to me was right there. I was like, yeah, he's probably going to be player of the year for me at least. (laughs) Oh yeah. And now we're still waiting to see somebody beat Nadal in the finals of the French Open. And, um, and so that would be, if if Novak is just looking for additional challenges. Yeah, exactly. Well, there you go. Try that. (laughs) But yeah, you definitely just yeah, you you got to give it to the guy. He he had a stellar year and uh, absolutely deserves player of the year. Oh wait a minute, in my left ear, I'm hearing a news alert. Uh oh. Uh oh. Okay, I have heard that Roger Federer has just won the ATP 
fan favorite player of the year for the 19th consecutive year. <laughs> That's sick. <laughs> 19th, y'all. 19. I mean, how long has he actually been on the professional tour? Probably what? 20? Probably 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait a minute. Him and all of the 13 matches he played last year. <laughs> exactly, right? He came and said, give me my title. <laughs> They are going to rename that title the Roger Federer Fan Favorite. Fan Favorite Award. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> that is hilarious. I know it's not a BOT award, but we just had to put that out there. Well, you know, because, yeah, it's always good when Roger gets awards. And, and unfortunately, <laughs> 2021 might be the last year that he gets an award. But we'll see. Wait a minute. All we'll he got to do is play one match next year. That's true. That's actually <laughs> one match, one is all and he will hit. He will hit twenty years in a row. <laughs> oh, that oh, is hilarious. Okay, I'm sorry. I did not mean to take us all the way there. <laughs> Good so stuff. next, so next category we have is the newcomer of the year, and you know what? There were several people that we look. You've heard us talk this. We, we've had this conversation several times this year. We're starting to see the changing of the guards, right? We're starting right, to see, right. you know, the Williams sisters are, you know, you see them more in movie theaters now than you see them on the courts. You know, uh, <laughs> the big three, you know, right. they are kind of in and out here and there. So it's creating space for a new group or a new crop of players to come through. And we had a couple of real surprises this year. So, Isaac, let our listeners know who we gave Newcomer of the Year to on the ATP Tour this year. Yeah, absolutely. So that one actually we awarded to uh, Carlos Alcaraz. Uh, Alcaraz is just a very exciting young Spanish player who is really has just exploded onto the scene. Um, you know, they, there were whispers of him, you know, oh, there's this guy, you know, from Spain, he's very much like Nadal and da, 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 da. And, uh, you know, you know, there were of course some, some reservations, especially from me, because when you have someone as great as Rafa, you know, you don't want to throw someone in his shadow that quickly. Um, right. but I tell you what, right. this Carlos Alcaraz is, he's the real deal. He has jumped out there and he has played mm-hmm. some phenomenal tennis. And I think the, of course, the match that stands out is when he was playing Pass at the U S open and took it to him. I don't think anybody expected that, um, that level of tennis from the youth and, and the fact that Especially on a hard on a, court. Exactly. Because everybody was, of course, when they, you know, say that you're like an adult, you just, just, just think, Hey, it's just, it's going to be clay. And mm-hmm. no, uh, your boy's got some skills on the hard court skills, <laughs> y'all skills. So, I mean, Carlos Alcaraz is just, he's just a beast, man. And, and he's still a teenager. Um, he rounded out the year winning the next gen tournament that they have, beating up all, all the youth there. Didn't lose a match, I don't believe. Um, uh-uh. so yeah, man, he, he is definitely a formidable, formidable young man. And the, and you know, for me, uh, one of my favorite players, Juan Carlos Ferrero is his coach. 
So the fact that he's right. got him on the team, I just feel like they are really building a great and solid foundation, man. So yeah, Carlos Alcaraz, definitely newcomer of the year on the ATP side for Brothers on Tennis. Um, Bryce, anything extra? I just want, for those of you that maybe don't routinely listen to us, we have a listener named Linnell. And yes. when we very first started talking about Alcaraz, um, and Linnell's a writer, so she has, you know, this very uh, creative mind. And so she said, you know, Alcaraz was like this, this child that Nadal had locked up in his tennis dungeon. <laughs> and he has finally unleashed him uh, to the world. And so we kind of rode that, uh, that story kind of all year long. So to Linnell, the beast is unleashed. And um, yeah, Alcaraz, I am just so impressed with him because when I first saw him play, I could see why people would say or draw comparisons to Nadal. And I expected for him to be a beast on clay. He has surprised me in a couple of categories. Number one, the fact, the amount of improvement we've seen from him in the last year is just incredible. Number two, the fact that he's showing he's really an yes. all-surface player. We were we were limiting him to clay, and he's showing that he can play on all the surfaces. Mm-hmm. And number three, if That's you right. look at his game, he other than like lack of experience on the tour, he really doesn't have any weaknesses. He, I think he's a, he is, looks like he has a big, strong body. He That's moves right. well. He's got pop on the serve, great ground strokes has hands at the net, I mean, plays well in tight moments in a match. I I think this is a future top five for sure on the tour. I agree. Yeah, I completely agree. I think he will chase after number one. Um, Definitely will win a Grand Slam, I I, I feel, in his career, if not multiple. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He's, he's got a lot of potential behind him, man. It's, 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 it's going to be really, really fun and interesting to follow his career as he comes up. Absolutely. Yeah. So Bryce, how about that newcomer on the women's side? Who, who, who do we give that award to? Well, I don't think there's going to be much surprise here either concerning most people this time last year had never even heard of this young lady, but uh, we are awarding newcomer of the year on the WTA side to Emma Raducanu. And I think most of us really, really got hip to her at Wimbledon this year where she made it all the way to the round of 16, uh, where as there was some combination of Isla Tomlanovic and the, the England crowd and the pressure that, you know, just kind of made her crack out a little mm-hmm. bit. And, um, you know, she had a bit of a panic attack and didn't didn't right. see the moment through. But let me tell you where she did see the moment through. And that is the U.S. Open. And, and all I'm going to say <laughs> is, although I think in terms of like actual victories, sometimes her opponent in the finals, Layla Fernandez, maybe had a more impressive run. What. Emma did that was historic is she is the first player ever, man or woman, to start in qualifying and to go all the way to the finals of that major and to win it 
and to not lose a single set. This woman won 10 matches in a row Amazing. at a major. Yeah. And did not lose a set. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Incredible. Incredible. And so yeah. not only is she a newcomer on the court, you probably can't go to a social media page or see a magazine rack these days and not see her face. Uh, she's a very attractive young lady, great right. personality. She comes from a multicultural background. So she has a lot of potential from a marketing standpoint. She's getting a lot of exposure. I just think we all hope because we've seen this story many times before that that added attention doesn't become a distraction from her being the player that she can right, really be. Right. But Isaac, any thoughts that you Absolutely. have on Emma? Yeah, I agree with you, Bryce. I think that, you know, for, first of all, that run at the U.S. Open was absolutely incredible. It was absolutely incredible. Everything that you said about her is so very true. She's got so much, um, you know, so much behind her that can be built upon. Um, and I think you and I have just talked about, you know, hoping that she will continue to grow and build her game. Um, unlike Alcaraz, who sort of has in, been in the shadows, you know, as far as, far as related to um, Nadal. I think with Emma, I, 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 we, we still need to see a little bit more. I feel like a couple of people have thrown, thrown that whole, oh, well, she can be the next Serena. And I feel like that's, that's a bit, uh... it's a bit extra. That's a bit too much, um, <laughs> you know, but I'm, I'm hopeful that she will be able to, again, continue to build upon uh, what she's started this year. And, and, and it's, it, I feel like it'll be a little bit bumpier for her. But at the same time, I believe that she'll be able to see it through. And you're right. She will be the, the marketing darling on the WTA side for sure. Right, right. So congratulations to Carlos and Emma as VOT Newcomer of the Year Award winners. Um, next category we have is Breakout Performance of the Year. And uh, once again, we had a couple of options to pull yes. from. But um, Isaac, who won this title from us on the WTA side? Yeah, for the women, we went ahead and awarded that to uh, Babora Krachikova. Um, she, of course, is the young lady that came out of nowhere and <laughs> stole the French Open as well as the French Open doubles crown, something that is is has just it's just not seen uh, anymore, you know, as much as it was before with the Navratilovas and the like. Um, yeah, she she came out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know for myself, Krajcikova was not a name that I associated with singles. I always saw her on that the double side. Right. She was always a very strong player on the double side. Her and Sinyakova uh, just made a tremendous doubles team. But no, I did not realize her singles game had come together in that fashion. And she got up in the French Open and just she just tore through the field. And I mean, just <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was it was just amazing to see. And and I do remember, like I said, her playing uh, Coco Golf, and I was like. Coco, you know, should be able to take this. And and when and mm -hmm. and when she got up on Coco, I was like, yeah, this might be one of those it's meant to be type of runs. And um and, right. and sure enough, she she just 
you know, put her head down and she just played and fought and just with such a clean game, uh, Barbora just got through it and, and worked it out. And, um, you know, I, I, I'm just so impressed by her. And that run was most definitely insane. I, I just, yeah, yeah. Like I said, not, not, I don't even know who the last person was that actually won both singles and doubles at a grand slam. I can't, I can't even recall who that is. So. Well, I know they said the last person to do it at the French. Mary Pierce. Mary that's Pierce. right. That's right. They did mention. Yeah, that. that's right. So, I mean, and that was what back in 2000, I think when Mary yeah, Pierce it was won 2000. Her, yeah, yeah. Her French open title. So <laughs> it's been a while y'all. So um, <laughs> Bryce, anything extra on Krachikova? I, you know, I just want to add this to it. You know, it's one thing to have, because you could look at what we just said about Raducanu, right? Re- she had right. a ridiculous run at the U.S. Open. It's mm-hmm. one thing mm-hmm. to have a good run. But Krychikova right. ended the year as one half of the number one women's doubles team. And she ended right. the year top five in singles. I don't know if people are paying attention to that. She is top five in singles and either one or two in doubles. Right, right. Yeah, it's amazing. And a lot of people who really don't follow tennis probably don't even know who she is. No, not at all. We still bring up her name. They're like, who? (laughs) (laughs) But this woman is probably, nobody is doing, I mean, with the exception of maybe like a Sabalenka, who is right. uh, who is very high like that in singles and doubles? Uh, uh, you know, because I don't even think Barty plays as much doubles anymore. So I mean, there aren't too many people that are doing it like Krychikova is doing it. That's that's right, bro. That's right. So shout out to you, uh, Barbora. Uh, what an amazing year you've had. Yeah, she 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 definitely did the thing, and that is for sure. And Bryson, what about our breakout uh, on the ATP uh, side? Uh, now, on, you, now, you know I'm excited to talk about this. Of course. Anybody <laughs> who has even listened to one episode of our show in this past year knows who our boy is. And oh, we yeah. claim him because, you know, there are many times you see people and you say, oh, they've got potential. They may do something and they that. Isaac and I saw playing on the challenger circuit during the pandemic. And we were like, who is this guy? This guy is incredible. Why (laughs) why don't we know who he is? And we are talking about the one and the only Aslan Karatsev. And we started, we started talking about him a little bit on our show at the end of the 2020 season. And then something that I had not done in a very long time, because Karatsev was in it, I actually watched the qualifying matches. I watched all of his qualifying matches at the Australian Open. And he continued to display the tennis we had seen mm-hmm. at the, during the, challenger, the challengers during the, uh, the pandemic. But I'll be honest with you, even as as hyped as we were on him, there was no way, and I I don't mean to speak for you, Isaac, unless you felt differently, 
did we think he was going to make a run to the Australian Open semifinals? I mean, and he didn't just make a run. It was a dominant run. Yeah, exactly. Yep. He beat some premier players. He really did. And obviously he went out to Djokovic, which there is no shame in losing to Djokovic at the Australian Open. Uh, But let's take it even past that. It's a little bit like what we said about Krejcikova. It's one thing to have a really good run. But Karatsev maintained this all year long. I mean, Karatsev ended the year in the top 20, ranked number 18. He... Won a 500 level title, um, you know, in Dubai. And, you know, not everybody's got a title. Yep. We're not going to mention any names, alphabet soup. <laughs> um, <laughs> and he won another title uh, in his home country later in the year. He beat the number one player in the world, mm-hmm. Djokovic, on clay in his backyard in Serbia. Yes, yes. Yep. He oh also, by the way, got a silver medal in mixed doubles at the Olympics. So mm-hmm. breakout on the men's side, Aslan Karatsev, for sure. Isaac, I turn yeah. it over to you. Absolutely. Well, yeah, I mean, I think that you said it all. I honestly, you know, the fact that again he's got all of those um accolades, if you will, all those results. Um, it's just simply tremendous. I mean, you go into the Olympics, you get a medal. Um, again, you get a win over the number one player in the world, again, in his backyard. That, that to me, is just it, that, that right there. I mean, not too many people are going to, A, beat Novak Djokovic, period. But to beat him in his backyard, that, to me, was extremely significant. And beat him in front of his son. Wasn't, yeah. that, wasn't that like the first match his son had like watched him play in person or the first tournament? And Pretty much. Karatsev was like, I don't care about your legacy. I, I don't care. I don't I'm care. To, I'm about to get this victory. <laughs> right. that's, what it's, that's what's up. Uh, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Dude, so, yeah, Aslan Karatsev, our boy. Um, yeah, absolutely. He gets breakout player of the year for, for Brothers on Tennis. Come on, man. Who else could it be? Come on, stop. Uh, no, nobody <laughs> else, right? Uh, not, not that we were going to give the award to. Somebody else may give it to somebody else. And, oh, sh- I'm sorry. The ATP yeah. gave him the uh, most improved player of the year. So, nice. yeah, he's, he's getting his, his flowers uh, from from you know, everybody for the year that he's had. So shout out to you, Karasev. Uh, since we've been behind you, like, for a minute, before you sign an endorsement with somebody, you need to come on and get on mm. our show and holler at your boys. Holler at your boys. That's Come on. All right. <laughs> All right. So let's move to the next category, which is always a fun one. It's, you know, always the fun. upset of the year. You know, there's always you know, that one or two matches a year that was like, wow, you did not see that upset coming or that upset was was critical for for some reason. And Isaac, tell us what was the match that we picked on the ATP side? Yeah. So, yeah. And we even have that on uh, ESPN television, folks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just uh, check it out in case you are not aware uh, we uh, were fortunate enough to do a uh, a little skit with uh, one of our brothers, 
uh, DJ Madlings. So I always got to give him a shout out. There's also an interview with him, by the way. Uh, so if you have not listened to it, please go do so. Um, check it out. But it we out. did a skit and uh, they asked us who we thought uh, could possibly win the U.S. Open and derail uh, Novak Djokovic's chance of getting the calendar slam. And we immediately talked about Daniel Medvedev. And sure enough, in the finals of the U.S. Open, what did we get? We got a Medvedev Djokovic final. And Medvedev did what he needed to do. He came out there with focus, with purpose, and he got his first Grand Slam tournament brought. If that ain't an upset, I, I, I don't know what is. When you're going after a calendar slam and someone stops your run in the finals of the first mm-hmm. slam, yeah, I yeah. think I would have to call that mm-hmm. the upset of the year. What about you, bro? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and, and you've said it right. I mean, on ESPN, when we shot that segment, we said it with our chest. We didn't hesitate. Right. We didn't stutter. <laughs> we were like, Medvedev, Medvedev all day. And so, and we said that, like, on the, what, second day of the tournament? First or second day of the tournament? So it wasn't like we yeah. were in the semifinals and we were trying yeah. to make this call. We said it in the beginning. And it, it absolutely... Well, actually, even before that, bro, because remember, we did our pre-show even before the tournament started. That's true. That is true. You know what? Completely forgot about that. So we have been saying it for a minute. (laughs) And and, and all of what you said is true. You know, going against the number one one ranked player in the world, the guy who is going for the calendar Grand Slam, he's already a little salty because Zerif had put them things on him at the Olympics to deny him the golden slam. So we thought, you know, he would be coming back with a vengeance. Um, And, you know, I think Djokovic was largely considered the best hardcore player in the world. Even though I think like he may have been one A and Medvedev was one B when it comes to that. But, (laughs) you know, it wasn't even the funny thing about that match, which I think really made it a true upset for me was that, that match was never in question. Medvedev from the very start right. was like, okay, this is how things are going to go. And he broke his spirit early. Mm-hmm. And it was just like 4-4-4. Four, four, four. <laughs> it was like just like a regular workman's day. It wasn't even Medvedev's yeah. toughest match in the two weeks. That's true. That's very true. So it was an upset not only because he beat the number one player in the world, but because the number one player in the world was also going for a calendar grand slam on, you know, maybe his best surface. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. But like I said, like we were saying, Medvedev got it done, got his first grand slam. And that to me is what also is just so very impressive. You you're you're going for your first slam against the number one player in the world. And you're just like, you know what? You know, I, I'm I'm done with the nerves. I'm done with all that. We about to get this done. Mm-hmm. So very yep. very proud of Daniil Medvedev for pulling off that major <laughs> upset and the upset according to Brothers on Tennis for 2021. And I'm gonna just give a a, a quick shout out to Team Russia. I mean, don't have no team events. <laughs> Right. I don't care if it's Billie Jean King Cup. I don't care if it's the ATP Cup. I don't care if it's the Olympics. I don't care if it's the Davis Cup. Russia about to come take all. They're going to come to the table <laughs> to eat, and they're going to leave no crumbs. 
None. No crumbs. None whatsoever. None. <laughs> so shout out Russia. I don't know what Putin is putting in y'all ear. If he got y'all shaking or something, but he got y'all playing <laughs> in these competitions. So shout out to yes, Russia. Sir. Yeah, they are definitely doing doing things, doing things and doing them big. Um, Bryce, what about that upset on the WTA side? You know, it's funny because once again, this was something that Isaac and I, you know, we made our choices individually. And it's so funny that we both made the decision to step out of the box <laughs> a little bit on this one. Um, this selection that we have here, I mean, it isn't really about one upset. It's about three upsets that this young lady had in a week. We've already talked about Emma Raducanu winning that miraculous run that she had at the U.S. Open. But at the same time, you had Layla Fernandez on the other side of the draw. She may not had to start in qualies, but she was the first person since Serena Williams to beat three of the top five players in a major. She told Naomi Osaka, girl, go and get out of here. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's not your time. You ain't got to do no press. You know, just go and go somewhere. Right? (laughs) And then she got a hold of Svitolina, who we know, and we love Svitolina. I mean, we really do. But, you know, it get kind of tight on her in the big matches. And Layla obviously knew that. And (laughs) she said, I'm going to let you spend a little more time with your husband. (laughs) Exactly. You know, if he's still in the tournament, you can go watch his matches. (laughs) And then, you know, just all the people she had beat. We're not going to even mention that she took out Kerber, which wasn't an easy out. Um, But then she got a hold of Sabalenka and she was like, girl, I know you used to choking uh, in these later stages of these matches. And I'm not afraid of your power. I've been going against power all these two weeks. And just what an impressive mm-hmm. string of victories that was for the number at that time. What was she, number uh, 73 in the world? I, yeah, I believe so. Number 73 yeah, in the world. She was like, if you're in the top five, don't get in my way. Don't get in my way. <laughs> <laughs> what were your thoughts on that run? Oh, man. I mean, it was just incredible, Bryce. I mean, Layla Fernandez, you know, she she's just, man, she was just a spark plug at that U.S. Open. She just simply was of the mindset, I will not lose to you. And it, it served her so well um, throughout all of those matches. Uh, she went in unafraid. Uh, she went in playing just extremely confident tennis, um, and 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 it was just impressive, bro. And and a lot of the things that we said about Emma Raducanu, um, I feel like you can also say with Leila Fernandez. I mean, right. just extremely likable young lady, um, just has mm-hmm. a lot of things that you can build on. Really great foundation. Um, and I think the crowd really, really got behind her, even more so, in my opinion, than Emma Raducanu. I think everybody, or at least the majority, actually wanted Leila Fernandez to take that U.S. Open title. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And it just goes to show that, you know, just how impressive she was 
in her run to the finals of that tournament. So yeah, those upsets were tremendous. And to me, she absolutely deserves uh, this award. Yeah, so shout out to both Layla Fernandez and uh, Daniil Medvedev for winning our Upset of the Year awards. Absolutely. Now, whoo! <laughs> now to the fun ones. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so to our Mr. and Mrs. Petty awards. Now, come on. these are awards where, you know what, people just did, like, come on, y'all, really? Did you either <laughs> say that or did you do that or, or you know, just we got to call it out for it for it being what it is. And so let's right. start on the lady's right. side, Isaac. And I remember when I saw the headline for this story, I was like, oh, <laughs> you know you're wrong for that. You know you're wrong for that. Oh. I mean, um, I just, so here, here, here's the, let me set the scene. So All right, set the scene, brother. We've had Sophia Kennan, and, you know, she was out there, and she was kind of doing her thing. And, you know, she had snagged her little Grand Slam title, and, you know, she was the top-ranked American, and, you know, not a whole lot of flash, but going out there and battling and, you know, getting some victories. And so we had seen a little dip in her results, right? Right. She, you know, pe- she hadn't snuck up on nobody yes. since she yes. won that major. People were like, okay, we done peaked your game. We know who you are and, you know, we're we going to handle you for, you know, for the, for the time being. So one of the big things that was known about Sophia Kennan is she was another one of these players that was a product of like the whole father coaching situation. And, you know, by all accounts, the father had done a good job, right? They had a major under their belt. They were the top ranked American after not really having, you know, that stellar of maybe like a junior career or whatever. And then we see this headline that Kennan had fired her pops and she had this young coach, this Max Renders, mm. or, or I, I guess that's how you pronounce his last name, but we're just going to call him Max, okay? Now we're going to take him by his first name. There you go, Max. And not long after <laughs> that, we find out that Miss Kennan and Max are doing the horizontal mamba. Well, and that's her guy. And we're like, did you really slice your dad? To bring your side piece on? <laughs> Is that what you did? You put your dad on the bench for the side piece? On the bench. On the bench. Well, um, she did. And as we kind of predicted, the side piece did what side pieces do. You right. know. Fun for it. Yeah, time. you had about what a good four to six months. Then that <laughs> sputtered out. Nope. Pun intended. And then, <laughs> you know, now we back with daddy. But the fact that Gurley had to go through that and had to send dad through all them changes just because, you know, the <laughs> swerve potential was high with Mr. Max. <laughs> wow. Yeah, man. Here's your Miss Petty Award, Sophia Kennan. <laughs> exactly. Have at it, sis. You you you've earned it. That was a interesting journey. Um, <laughs> but you know, for, you know, she she does represent American tennis. 
So our hope, of course, is that she can uh, get back on uh, good footing with her father, uh, can <laughs> can hopefully get back out there in 2022 and maybe Stop produce using the word result. back. It's, it, well, it, well, sorry. <laughs> 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 yes, I, I'm not sure what other words I can use, but um, <laughs> yeah, hopefully we'll see her soon <laughs> doing some good things on on the uh, on the tour. But yeah, she uh, she definitely uh, took a hit for 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 that <laughs> in- endeavor. See, I didn't say back. <laughs> And I guess shout out to you, Max. Uh- <laughs> exactly. Shout out to you, you know, for breaking up a, a happy home and, <laughs> you know, has, you know, kudos for being a side piece and, you know, doing what you do. All right. Hey, you know, Ruth, everybody. Okay. Quietly, I think Sophia Kinnon was, you know, she, 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 did she play world team tennis in 2020? Sophia wouldn't play nothing. Oh yeah, that's right. Sophia, because, yes. Sophia got a new coach and shut it down. Yeah, so you know, I was thinking she might have took some, you know, took some t- some tips, you know, from our girl uh, D Collins with that vitamin D. She was like, "Listen, I need to go and get my vitamins, y'all, <laughs> and I will risk protocol in order to do so." So apparently, that's what's up. So, Sophia Kennedy, we appreciate you. Thank you for allowing us to laugh. <laughs> And we will look to see your return in 2022. (laughs) So love it. Now, who is our Mr. Petty this year, Isaac? Well, you know what? I mean, it seems like this guy always gets multiple awards every year. (laughs) 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 Why? Because he do good things and then he do dumb things. Dumb. Just dumb for no reason. Um, bruh, our Mr. Petty has got to go to Novak Djokovic. I'm sorry, y'all. And here's the reason why, simply put. Um, Novak Djokovic, after getting skull dragged by Sasha Zverev, to not be able to even get a medal. <laughs> not, no, not just Sasha, but also by a PCB. PCB. PCB was like, you ain't even going to get this bronze, sir. Get on out of here. And right, because they you. tried because they tried to clown me and said I wasn't going to beat you at the U.S. Open when you, when you got a call for attempted murder on that Lions woman. <laughs> so I'm going to exactly. show you what was going to happen that day. <laughs> right. If, if you didn't start your murderous row. Exactly. So he got skull drugged by Zverev and pimp slapped by PCB. <laughs> and at the, so with all of that happening, folks, he was still able to get uh-huh. a medal at the Olympics in mixed doubles. And what happens? Uh-huh. He decides he's got an injury. Uh-huh. And he gonna pull out. Uh-huh. Now, folks, let's... Let's set the stage here. <laughs> Novak Djokovic apparently uh-huh. towed his guts uh-huh. at the Australian Open earlier uh-huh. this year uh-huh. against Taylor Fritz. Uh-huh. But somehow or another, he was able to get through that match with Taylor, torn guts, uh-huh. and continue on through his path to winning that Grand Slam. With torn guts. With torn guts. But... At the Olympics, after you done got skull drug, 
<laughs> you decide that, oh, well, I'm injured, so I'm not even going to play this mixed doubles match. So we just going to default. Robbing your yep. partner of the yep. chance uh-huh. to get a medal at the Olympics. I want y'all to think about yep. that. To mm-hmm. get a medal at the Olympics, an event that only happens every four years. And this girl ain't gonna get no And she ain't gonna get no other opportunity. Uh-uh. But you decide that, no, I, I, I'm too injured. I'm gonna pull out. Uh, y'all, and you, and you know what Bryce. that was about, too. You know what that was about, too. Their opponents... <laughs> <laughs> the opponents in that bronze medal match was going to be Australia, and it was going to be uh-huh. our other player of the year, Ash Barty and yes. Pierce, who is a great That's doubles right. player, great, right? Great doubles. He had player. already taken these two L's and singles, and he was not Djokovic was not in the mood to take an L in the doubles. But it it wasn't even about taking the right. L. It was was about denying his partner the opportunity to play in a medal round. Exactly. Exactly. And, I mean, and you never know. I mean, like I said, it would have been extremely doubtful that they would have won that match. But that's why it's sport. That's why you lace up your shoes because you just never know right. what what's going to happen. So to not even go out there and try, right. I, I'm sorry, y'all. And and I'm, I know a lot of folks, Djokovic fans, y'all just like, oh, y'all always on Djokovic. Why y'all so mean to him? Because he do dumb <laughs> shit, y'all. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm sorry, but he does. Exactly. And, and that just, in my eyes, <laughs> that ain't right. <laughs> that ain't right. And, so I'm just going to put, I'm going to leave that one right there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, either you, I mean, could not have said it better. I mean, just <laughs> dumb, dumb, and and it, it's disrespectful. Dumb. Like I said, and, and and you know what? And maybe I would have felt different if the whole Australia thing had not happened, right? And I would have been like, oh, I'm not because he was right. fighting like either his shoulder or his elbow was was tender. Yeah, I forget, you it. know. And so right. he didn't want to play. So I would have been like, oh, okay, I get it. You know, he's got. The grand slam that he's going for, he needs to make sure he's right. But having watched him do what he supposedly did at Australia, mm-hmm. and you couldn't mm-hmm. get out there in a mixed doubles match, just like I said, it's not even about whether y'all would have won or not. Right. It's right. let your partner have the opportunity to play in that metal match. You don't know. Your your partner could have got hyped and gone out there and been like Martina Navratilova <laughs> 2.0 and said, give 2. me 0. my metal. Right? Right? Come on. That's Ash Barty we... may have been like, who this chick? <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? She, she may have been like Guy Murphy's out there just skying across the net. You don't know. Thank you. Like you, you said, that's know. why you lace up the sneakers. And... That's right. I just thought it's one thing for Djokovic to pull out of his own match. Okay, because you're only impacting right. yourself. But for something that is right. as infrequent as the Olympics, and look, Djokovic know who this woman is. He knows she ain't going to never get to no gold medal round match again. <laughs> I mean, I'm not trying to be disrespectful, exactly. but like, I know that I'm not going to get to a gold medal match, so I can say she ain't either. Same. You know? <laughs> but Right. Oh, that was just petty. That was just so very petty. Yeah. 
super duper petty. So that is why Mr. Novak Djokovic gets two awards from Brothers on Tennis. Yes, he, he does. Absolutely. We, player of and the year. like you said, yeah. it's reflective of. We have to absolutely admire what he does on the court. That's Correct. why he got player of the year. These decisions right. he makes off the court. Oh. That's yeah. why Roger Federer exactly. has won fan favorite for the last <laughs> 19 years in a row. 19 and counting. Play one match next year, Roger. Just one. And watch. And when Roger sit down, Rafa going to win it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so don't get hyped, Djokovic fans. It ain't happening. <laughs> anyway, we spent enough time on that. Yes, we did. Uh, so let's go to our final award of of the day and that is the no you yes. didn't and this yes, is just yes. like some situation some scenario that a player was involved in that you're just like it makes you giggle because you're just like i can't believe they did that <laughs> <laughs> and isaac you know give us our no you didn't moment from the from the WTA side this year. Well, Bryce, I actually want to start on the ATP side because I want to be able to frame frame this one up if you don't mind. Um, okay, go to ahead. me, this one was our runner up on the petty side. Let's be very clear. Um, and it's not the person who okay. gets the no you didn't. It's the person that incited the no you didn't. So the runner up on Mr. <laughs> petty was going to be Sasha Zverev because Sasha Zverev <laughs> got up in the Labor Cup knowing they got six of the top 10 players in the world, given all of that, mm-hmm. knowing that you are, you are going to be absolutely the favorite to take it. This fool steps out here and says, y'all ain't going to win another match. <laughs> now y'all that's petty. That's unnecessary is <laughs> petty. But again, he comes runner up on that petty side. So to frame up the no, you didn't award. <laughs> <laughs> the other team, the world team heard about said comment that's made. And they mm-hmm. were like, wait, he said, what? He said, who? <laughs> and so John McEnroe grabs a team and they sitting there like, did he really put that out there like that? <laughs> <laughs> and John McEnroe was like, he did. <laughs> <laughs> and so getting to the No You Didn't Award, after that came to light, as they were talking as a team, Riley Opelka, <laughs> <laughs> innocently enough, was like, uh-huh. Well, he also said he was not guilty. and uh folks i don't know if y'all recall but uh uh, this past year uh sasha's been in a little bit of a scenario outside of the courts um and uh we won't go into the details of it but that's why we call him hands and uh you can you can you can just just think about that why would we call somebody hands well, and I think we can say it because it's out there in the case with the ATP. I mean, he's been, he has been accused of domestic That's right. abuse. That's right. Accused. 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 Not convicted, right. but accused. Accused. And uh, he out there basically saying, I'm not guilty. Well, 
Wasn't me. Wasn't me. Well, apparently Riley was like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> if the if the gloves fit, <laughs> show Katie quit, right? <laughs> Shout out Johnny Cochran. Come on, Johnny Cochran. Come on now, y'all. Bryce. Yeah. Bryce. That to me, and see, like I said, you know Riley is my dude, and I know he gets a lot of flack because he's tall and he's goofy, and he, he probably has not lived up to his potential at this point. But when he said that, I was like, see, that's why you my dude right there, <laughs> right there, because you cause it as you sees it as it is, as a T.I. is. Right. And here's the thing. And, and part of why this falls in the whole no, you didn't, is that's kind of a funny, a humorous comment like either in your head or like in a private group and it'll go nowhere. But see, it was shown and re-shown and re-shown <laughs> on right? the tennis channel. On the tennis channel. So everybody got in on that little comment. And so <laughs> actually I think some people kind of like looked at, you know, Riley with a little side eye because that, you know, when it comes to domestic abuse, you know, it, it's a serious matter. And so, you know, yeah. No one wants to see anybody joking uh, about that. But um, at the moment, just in the moment, yeah, it that floored me. It absolutely <laughs> floored me. And Johnny Macro was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, <laughs> it wasn't like he looked at him and, and denied. He was like, oh, yeah, that, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so it ain't like Boy. folks don't know, Bryce. It ain't like folks don't know. No, it ain't like folks don't know. Come on. So that is an excellent, excellent No You Didn't Award. <laughs> so congratulations, Riley Opelka. Bryce, and, go on ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. No, and I'm going to be like, I hope I am not being messy here because, you know, I'm going to be trying to be messy. But it's ironic based upon, <laughs> right? based upon rumors that are out there of who wins the no, you didn't award on the WTA side. <laughs> Come on, frame it up, friend. Frame it up. Come on. Oh, so <laughs> anybody that has been on social media for five minutes this year is aware of this situation. One of our queens, Miss Venus Williams, was at a tournament this summer. Yes. And, you know, she was kind of delaying serving because the wind was blowing and she was kind of waiting for that to calm down so that she could have a decent toss. And so the umpire, you know, flagged her for, you know, delay a game. Right. And so Venus. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, does a little walk up to the umpire and it was like, look. I can't throw my toss up there when the wind is all blowing and it goes all over the place that I'm not able to hit it. You know, I'm sorry. I don't control the wind. God does. Mm, so if you got an issue with any of this right here, then you need to talk to him. And she pointed to the sky to God. And then she turns from the umpire and she does the most classic sister girl walk Back to the baseline, yes. like okay, now I'm about to go on back about my business. I'm about, to, about to go back to it, right? <laughs> that clip got circulated on social media, on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. I don't know what the hits ended up being on that, but I laughed every single time I watched it because, first of all, it was funny enough that she just is like, "I'm really gonna go have this conversation." That. 
he need to talk to God over this. He don't need to be giving me no delay of, of play warning, right? right? But then if you watch the video, even after you kind of getting your giggle on about the whole go talk to God, the walk. The walk, y'all. <laughs> the I, I was done. I was done. It, it, it was the Compton crawl. It was, you know, she... You, if you have not seen this video, go out there on social media and see it. It is hilarious. And so we were like, this is without a doubt our no you didn't moment on the WTA side. You know, Isaac, what did you think about that clip? <laughs> Bro, I still laugh. I, I laugh to this day because that skit runs in my mind over and over. <laughs> Because y'all, you just don't understand the point. The point up above, and then the turn and the walk. It, it, I was over. <laughs> I was. I was done, y'all. Burnt, <laughs> Chris. <laughs> I said Venus Williams. That is how you end a discussion right there. You need to go talk to God <laughs> right. and walk away and do the sister girl strut. That's all you do. <laughs> right. That's all yes. you need to do. <laughs> Hilarious. So we've got the Tiafo snuggle and we got the sister yes. girl strut. We're going to come up with a strut. whole series. <laughs> <laughs> we got to, bro, because they give it to us. They give it to they us. They do. Come on. They do. All we're doing is reporting so, what we see, folks. That's it. A- absolutely. So, Isaac. Those are our BOT awards for 2021. Um, you know, yeah. Novak Djokovic, twice. Uh, Ash Barty, Carlos Alcaraz, <laughs> Emma Raducanu, Karatsev, Krachikova, Medvedev, Fernandez, Kennan, uh, Raleigh Opelka, and the queen, Venus Williams. Congratulations to all of y'all. Congrats, folks. You earned it, earned it, earned it. And we appreciate all of you for all of your efforts in 2021. We love it. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Well, this is actually our very last show for 2021. And, you know, I I don't think we can close, Isaac, without thanking all of the listeners and the followers and the people that we've met at the tournaments and the people that have reached out and have wanted to support us and help us. And we're not going to name names because it's just way too many to name, but Isaac, what has this year been for you with brothers on tennis? Oh man, it's been a phenomenal year, man. I mean, we had such big plans going into 2020 and of course everything got halted because of the pandemic. Um, we were able to resume certain things in 2021 and just build the brand. And, and and things have just been wonderful. And like you said, our listeners are incredible. I mean, just simply mm-hmm. incredible. We appreciate you all more than you even can can know. Um, we, we, we love what we do. We right. have a lot of fun here. And we appreciate the fact that you um, are riding with us on this journey. So yeah, man, I'm I'm just very appreciative and happy for 2021 and uh, very excited to see what's coming in 2022. How about yourself, my man? I, I echo every sentiment that you just made. And I want the listeners and the followers to know that we got big things plan for 2022 and and y'all don't know y'all y'all have there's no way you could know because we haven't told y'all but we got (laughs) big things coming in 2022 and we're so excited and so we just ask that you continue to rock with us we ask that you continue to pray for us and to you know uh just 
ride this journey uh, with us of, you know, experiencing the world of professional tennis through a completely different lens. And, you know, we're very proud that we are one of the people that's giving you a different view of the professional tennis world. So it's a blast for us. And we're glad that you are along on this ride with us. So, all right then. Well, everyone be safe. Have a happy new year. And Isaac, I'm going to do this one last time for 2021. On behalf of the podcast, this has been your boy Bryce. And this is your boy Isaac. And we are Brothers on Tennis. Everyone, be safe out there.